Welcome to the Pure Creative Force Podcast. I'm Christy McNabb, your host. There's a pulse of creativity running through each of us. It's our job to honor and activate it. Creativity is the antidote to the struggles, challenges, and suffering we see in our lives and the world around us. The act of creating and bringing forth something new dissolves the old and useless ways. Join me and discover how to unleash the pure creative force within, activate your own creative process, and learn how to keep elevated. Be inspired to go create. In this episode, I interview Jennifer Spelma, a professional career coach devoted to helping clients build careers that align with their lifestyle and values. She specializes in helping multi-passionate people hone in on their strengths and develop their foresight, knowing how to take action now to create the future they want to see. What struck me most about Jennifer is her insatiable curiosity to ask the questions we all have about life and career. And her style is unique because she digs underneath the surface for the answers. The insights she uncovers go beyond a hashtag. They are thoughtful gems to help transform and shift mindsets and careers. Here's our interview. Welcome to the Pure Creative Force podcast, Jennifer. Thank you so much, Christy. It's great to be here with you. Yeah, I'm excited. You've got some new adventures and some new creative projects um, that you've just launched. So tell us a little bit about the mission of your company, Career Foresight, and what inspired you to launch your own business. Yes. So the mission of Career Foresight is it's a career coaching business, and the mission is to help people build careers that bring alignment to their lives and allow them to show up as their best self every day or day after day, I should say, because I think it's it's a one-time thing, but then repeating that is really where the magic happens. And what inspired me to launch my own business? So it was a little bit of a long time coming, I guess. I have been blogging and creating content online for years, ever since college. And just the creativity and the evolution, I think, of like online business and blogging and how that's kind of evolved has always been something that I found really fun and really intriguing. And my blogging and my work has shifted a lot over the years too. But a few years ago, topics related to work and career and leadership and purpose just that was sort of what captivated me. And I think because of the season of life I was in, of kind of figuring out what my career goals were, I was really fascinated by that. I think also I was just paying attention a lot and had an ear for kind of recognizing how people were talking about their work and how they were talking about their relationship to work and kind of how things were shifting in terms of what people expected out of their career versus what it was actually like and how that you know, led to stress or led to fulfillment. So all of that stuff was just like personally really interesting to me. And so that's what I started to write and podcast and speak about. And I did that for a couple of years, really just experimentally, just seeing like, okay, this is fun. Is this going to be kind of the topic that sticks? And so for a couple of years, I was doing that a long time alongside my own full-time career. Mm-hmm. And 
Um, again, that was partially because I was like experimenting to see like, do I like the work that's involved with being an entrepreneur or is this just a hobby and will it stay as a hobby? And also in part because I still thought like there was a lot of valuable experience I could get from my time in the corporate world. So I didn't really want to leave that yet. But mid-year last year, I was just taking some time to really like reflect on, you know, what my goals were, what I wanted to do and how I wanted to contribute to the world. And I, and I kind of reached the point where I was like, I'm not going to be able to go full speed ahead with both of these things. Mm-hmm. Like all of the side hustle content creating was great and fun and I didn't want to let it go, but it wasn't the most sustainable thing to do long-term. Mm-hmm. So, so a, a question that Regina Andineu, who's an online business teacher and mentor, what, what she asked was, how do you help people with transformation? So that question is really kind of what I was working on and trying to answer. And what I realized is creating a bunch of free inspirational content, which is essentially what I was doing. I was creating blog posts and podcasts and social media content it wasn't creating transformation for people. Like it might've helped people or might've sparked a new idea for somebody, but it, to help someone with transformation, you kind of have to help them like walk through some sort of process and help them learn how to exercise their full potential or create a new reality for themselves. And so when I realized that I was like, the value of all this work that I'm creating isn't it's the value isn't there for all the work that I'm doing in this form. And so that was really what made me kind of pushed me to take the leap and say like, okay, I want to turn this into my business and put all of my energy into this so that I can work with people one-on-one and I can work with groups and I can really walk with people and coach people through the transformation that they want to find in their careers. So that's kind of what inspired me to launch it as a business and not just like a fun endeavor. Mm-hmm. And you've launched your Confident Career Pivots workshops. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about that and the transformation students are making. Yeah. So those are really fun to do because they're group workshops. So um, I admit up to 10 people for workshops. So they're not super big. And I like to have people like turn on their camera and come off the line and talk and ask questions. So it, they're really fun. And the transformation for students there is I'm really like focusing the content to help people find clarity about why they're feeling stuck Mm -hmm. in their career, why they're maybe feeling they're in a dead end job, or they're not happy with kind of the trajectory that their career is taking. Because once they realize like what feeling stuck means for them or what kind of is at the root of the problem, then they have a lot more the resources and tools that are out there are a lot more applicable, but when you just feel tension or you just feel stressed or you just feel, you know, lack of energy about your job, it's kind of hard to use resources and tools to get you out of that. Mm -hmm. So that's one of the things we focus on. And then I teach a framework for confidently evaluating career decisions. So like it would be impossible to teach a workshop where you can, you promise like at the end of this, hour, you will know what the right thing to do is. But I can promise I can teach them a framework that they can use again and again to help them evaluate what their options are and how to choose 
what might be the best fit for them at that stage in their career. Mm. Yeah, that's so powerful. And I love how you're describing transformation and, you know, people feeling stuck. It's, you've got to have that space to be open and kind of release the resistance. So what are the other kind of the biggest career challenges or the possibilities that clients come to you with or what what they want help solving? Yeah. So the people that the biggest challenge for the people that I work with and that I love working with is having feeling like there are too many avenues Mm -hmm. that they could go, but not having like the lack of clarity about what their strengths are or how to utilize their strengths. And so there's a term, which I'm not, I'm curious if you've heard, have you heard the term multi-potentialite before? I've heard like multi, um, passionate entrepreneur. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So like, I think that falls along the same lines and the way that multi-potentialite is usually used is to describe people that like have a lot of interests or have a lot of different skill sets or they're kind of adaptable people. So they could be good at a lot of different things. And so and like usually they're maybe more creative and and that's kind of lends to their curiosity and interest in different careers or different potential options and they there's so many great strengths for people that that would define themselves or identify with that and yet career happiness is like very challenging a lot of times for multi potentialites because sometimes to be really good and excel in a career they can do that but they often might feel like part of them is missing or they aren't utilizing their full skill sets or they get curious about like, well, what if I had gone this other way and, you know, what am I maybe missing out on? And so I, I would identify as a multi-potentialite myself, but I think there's a lot of confusion that people that don't have a word for it or maybe haven't been affirmed of what their strengths are and don't know how those actually play out in their life can like, there's a lot of words that people use that are negative about themselves, like saying that they're just flaky or that they're like not motivated or they're uncommitted because they might switch their ideas or have new passions frequently. And Mm -hmm. that is a challenge that I love like reclaiming and helping people reclaim um, is that, you know, you might have a lot of avenues that you can choose, but helping people really get down to like what their strengths are, but then also like for them, how do they most feel fulfilled using those strengths? Mm. That's so powerful. And you're such a great role model and a teacher because you've done this for yourself. And I'm sure, you know, six months ago, a year ago, when you were kind of you know, tossing around the idea, what, where do I take this? You could have had, you know, 20 different directions to go in, but <laughs> you followed what lit you up. You followed your passion and you just putting one step in front of the other and like, okay, let's see where this goes. And, you know, finding someone to ask you that question, like, how do you really help people transform that kind of, you know, consolidated everything for you? Were you able to, you know, zero in, laser in and focus on, okay, what am I doing? And, you know, this, your business launch, I'm sure it's a first step and there'll be many more things in the future, but it's, it's your very powerful role model for you can be multi-passionate and have, you know, different things that light you up. And it's just one, one thing at a time and move yes. forward on that. Yeah. Thank you. Yes. 
Amazing. So what advice do you have? Does anyone come to you? They're kind of dreading their current job. And are there opportunities where they can completely transform their current experience, even if it is temporary or they are looking? But talk a little bit about how you're helping people shift the mindset of, oh my gosh, I hate this job. I need to do something else. And I'm not quite sure what. Yes. Okay. That's like a huge question. I'm glad you asked it, but I was like, oh man, the, the hard answer, I guess I would say is if someone's completely dreading it and they feel like they just need to get out, I think my first step would be challenging them with a mindset check. And I, I actually have this as for people that I will work with to my like ideal client is they aren't able to identify good things about their position, even if they know they want to get out. For me, I don't think it will be a good fit to work Mm. with them because if you aren't able to recognize like what you're trading, because even if you have a job, that's a bad fit, it's a bad job because it doesn't fit you. It's not a good use of your skills maybe you have poor management, maybe you have a really difficult schedule, whatever, like you can have a bad job, but like you're still getting something out of it. Otherwise you wouldn't be there. Like you might feel stuck and you might feel like you don't have options, but like you're getting a paycheck and that paycheck, if you aren't assigning like value and meaning and gratitude to like whatever you're getting in return, and it could be a paycheck, it could be friends, it could be mentorship, it could be developing skills. If I think if, if you're having trouble recognizing the good in the situation, even if you're very aware of the negatives as well, you don't need to make everything seem happy. That mindset is more likely going to just trickle into any future endeavor Mm. as well. I think that's kind of where I would start with the transforming the current experience would really be recognizing. Cause I, I think if you are just saying like, I have a horrible job or I'm dreading my job, then you're kind of sacrifice or you're forsaking the value that you're contributing there. Like you're playing a part in society or in your family or whatever that may look like. So I just think valuing that and being able to hold a nuanced view of what you have is really important. Yeah. It's also the energy you bring. So if you yeah. can start focusing on the positive and it, you know, you don't, you don't have to go overboard or embellish. It's, you know, what's good about where I am now and let me stop draining my energy, hating or, you know, disliking where I'm at and put that energy towards attracting something better. Yes. I feel like that is so up your alley from everything that you talk about and how you act and how you teach others to do too is that owning your personal power. Yes. Yeah. My dad, he's very motivated by his job, but it has some like hard parts. Like he travels, he's always traveled during the week and he, you know, is, is a consultant and does all this different stuff. And there's like a lot of not great things about his job that come with it, but he's always, when someone comments about the stress that it must be or that he'll have to miss out on something or whatever, anything negative. He just puts this little grin on his face and says, he like acknowledges it's right. But then he just says, it's good to have a job. And <laughs> whenever I, I would complain, call him and complain about something, you know, he'd listen, like he wouldn't just sweep it on the rug, but then he'd always just remind me like, it's good to have a job. So I feel like that person that has 
when I see him and see how, even though there's a lot of stressful things happening, it doesn't seep into the rest of his life. I have learned a lot. Like, I think like it's because he practices that gratitude Mm -hmm. aspect and just kind of lets it be. And so that's something that I, I guess would like to share with other people too, or help to challenge other people to embrace as well. Yeah. And he could be that bright light in that, um, the job or the place where he works. And I think that's a good point for people too, is, you know, there might be, um, stressful or toxic environment, but maybe you're there to be the positive. You're there to be, yeah. So they might, you might have a role to play larger than what you're currently looking at. (laughs) Yeah. That's like such an, that's such a great way to think about purpose or value too. Cause that's some people talk about how they wish their job made a bigger impact. But if you're giving up the opportunity to make an impact with the people you work with, that's like important to be be aware of as well. Mm. Yeah. Amazing. So you have such an insatiable curiosity for meaningful conversations. And I remember when I first found you on Instagram, just this authentic way of communicating and you, when you share online, it's like you're poking and you're prodding and you're going deep into the issues that we all face on a daily basis. And I just thought it was so fascinating to me to kind of see you go deep, you know, on social media, a lot of times it's kind of surface level or, you know, making it all look good. And you've really challenged the status quo. And I think it it comes from your insatiable curiosity. Um, One of the, your most recent inquiries was you were talking about the relationship between selfies and self portraiture and are selfies purely self-centered or is it self-expression. And then you brought up this point about, you know, all throughout history, self-portraits have been an important part of our art and our expression. So share a little about what came up for you um, as you were excavating that conversation. Yeah. Okay. First of all, thank you so much. I love how you described that. And you just like affirmed a big part of my personality that I'm like, is this, (laughs) I don't ever know sometimes how it comes off when I'm like, Am I just throwing out too many questions? But yes, so this was a really interesting conversation. And it was fun because I I tried, Instagram has this new feature where you can start a chat with like a group of people. So it's like a group DM. So it's not just you talking one-on-one with people, but more people can pitch in. And yeah, so discussing selfies versus self-portraiture. <laughs> And what was really interesting is I like there, there was a bit in my framing where I was kind of talking about like the power broker is gone when it comes to selfies because you can post a selfie and you can portray yourself as, as you want, whatever. But I didn't specifically get into what types of selfies I was talking about, but what happened in the discussion was like it almost immediately the discussion went into talking specifically about sexy selfies or provocative selfies rather than just like selfies as a whole. And it, and it re- it dawned on me that I think like that's where a lot of this conversation is coming from and where a lot of the frustration with selfies are coming. So like one of the questions is capturing and sharing sexy selfies 
is it a tool for personal empowerment and healing? And there's a lot of people that would probably say, yes, I feel empowered to be able to present myself however I want, or it's healing when you've been objectified and then to take that power back. But somebody else kind of mentioned that they feel like a lot of that is more like post-feminism or the type of media that makes women think that they're choosing freely, like how they present Mm -hmm. themselves, but they're still fashioning themselves to this ideal image that's been created for what women should look like. So that was really interesting. And yeah, we were discussing like what responsibility do we, like as people who participate on Instagram and online, like what responsibility do we have in shaping the norm of what content is online? Or like, can you actually, how much of a difference can you make by just regulating what you post and kind of letting everyone else judge for themselves. How do you help shift and like make Instagram a more safe place where people feel comfortable showing up, like no matter how they are uh, that day or in their life at all and be respected and not bullied. There was somebody in the chat that she had experienced TAing for a college class that was a, some, something to do with sociology and social media but she talked about how there was so many students that had anecdotes of like needing to switch schools or needing to seek some sort of help from bullying that was taking place on Instagram Mm. so there's definitely like this reality of there's a problem but I don't there was no I can't say there was like resolution in the conversation but it was so just helpful and wonderful to have a space to share ideas on this thing that like we all encounter every day we open up the app and like start scrolling through it. Yeah. It's so fascinating because, you know, the bathing suit pictures, the self, the sexy pictures, it's, are you doing that because that's how you feel or are you doing it to get the response? And, you know, obviously the bathing suit pictures get a heck of a lot more likes than, (laughs) so it's sort of like, what's, what's fueling (laughs) your post? Is this about getting that external validation or is this about truly loving who you are and wanting to celebrate that, whatever that looks like. And I think intuitively we're a lot more uh, sensitive and when we're scrolling, I think you can instantly tell if someone's just wanting to get attention or if they're truly sharing a message of empowerment or loving yourself. I think as we get more sensitive and definitely more intuitive, I think we can spot that pretty quick. <laughs> I'm so glad you shared that because I think that was one of the things that I was questioning myself in this discussion because I, I was like, you, like I wanted to say, like you can just kind of tell. But then I was like, can you, or is that just like me being judgy or like getting jealous of certain people? So then, (laughs) but I think you are right that it's more of an intuition thing. It's not like there's certain signals. I don't know. Yeah. And it's almost, it's a sensory, like, you know, we're constantly reading each other in person online and it's someone's photo or someone's video. You're, you immediately get a hit and whether that comes to your consciousness in terms of, oh, here's exactly what's happening with this person or it's subconscious. But I think we're a lot wiser to call out what's true 
and meaning the person sharing is speaking their truth or, you know, really empowered in who they are and where someone's looking for external validation. Yeah. Yeah. That's so good. One of, one of the things that um, one of the women who joined the chat said, and I wrote it down because I was like, this is, this is really compelling to me. What does freedom look like Mm -hmm. online and in, in, uh, participate in Instagram. So she was like, you know, maybe freedom is not feeling the need to respond right away to someone's comment or someone's message. Maybe it's posting a selfie because you feel good that day, or maybe it's liking another person's another person's selfie without feeling comparison. All of those are really like intriguing ideas, and I know for me, like something I need to evaluate day day, day by day. How can I? engage in a way that's healthy and feels like free and not like I'm trying to fit myself into some type of form or whatever. Exactly. And and that comes with, you know, building your business and helping your students and teaching. It's, you know, I love the questions that you ask because it gets right to the heart of, you know, who am I and what do I want to share today? It's, well, what does freedom look like? Or, you know, how am I truly going to help somebody transform? And I think when we can get to those deeper questions for ourselves, that's where the real authenticity comes. Mm-hmm. So what fuels your curiosity? Yeah, I, I don't know really like what, it's hard to say what fuels it necessarily. I just know like curiosity has been something that's always been encouraged and me, like, I think all kids, you know, have a lot of questions and always want to know. And I just was really lucky to have a lot of questions, but to also like have a mom that helped me find out the answers to a lot of them. So she, I think Google saved her life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I remember like asking her questions and she would, she'd show me how to find information when I got a little bit older, she didn't Google things for me anymore. She would, she'd say, I don't know, go Google it. Um, but I think, I don't think I would have ever recognized it then. Uh, but I think like that feeling that like you can find answers to things and then they lead to learning and like new ideas and stuff was really empowering to me. So I think I don't, didn't really ever feel like something was out of reach to learn. I think that was just really encouraged to me. Um, so I remember she like came home from the store. She had like a little, one of those tiny little pocket notebooks. And she was like, carry this around with you and keep track of all of your questions. So oh, that's fantastic. I think, yeah, I just think, I just don't think that was ever something that I hit a blockade with in my life. And also your ability to be present and you're a really deep listener, like to under, like what you were talking about when you were back working in your career and and in the job and you were kind of listening and paying attention and where are people struggling or what are the challenges? You know, the curiosity also comes from taking moments to be quiet or, um, just to recognize what's happening around you and being more sensitive to picking up those things. I think that that's absolutely a strength you have as well. Thank you. How do you kind of balance that? Are are there things you do during your week or in your schedule to just help you get in a creative space or um, what, what does your routine look like? 
Yeah, I, um, as far as like keeping like the curiosity or like keeping the creativity alive, I think when I start to feel burnt out or like I don't have new ideas or I don't have creativity, I usually just start kind of like what you said, like making the space to kind of reflect and look inside. And I guess I'm really curious about like when I've hit a blockade, like, is it like, why am I feeling stuck? Is it because I'm angry? Is it because I'm insecure? Is it because I'm afraid? And like trying to get behind that and not like, I can't say I'm like the most I don't have a super great <laughs> process or practice of like meditation or reflection. Like I'm not as regular about that as I like have been in my life, but I do, I do like go there as soon as I start to feel like some resistance to mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. I also think like listening to podcasts or reading books where I'm learning something and I listen to things that are just like, that are, related to what I'm doing, but not directly. Like, I don't like listening to podcasts about like how to build online businesses or something. Mm-hmm. Cause then I just feel like in the trenches and I get like a little overwhelmed, but I like love listening to Seth Godin, his Akimbo podcast. Have you ever listened to that? I have not. Oh, it's really interesting. I mean, he, he is a marketer, but he kind of talks more about like big ideas around like psychology and sociology and like includes stories. So anyways, I just like things that are like just one step away from what I'm actually trying to do. And that helps me feel like I'm coming up with my own ideas (laughs) than um, trying to fit into like what I think is the expectation. Mm -hmm. And that's a good suggestion for people is to not get too overwhelmed, like in your lane and listening and taking in information that's very similar to what you're doing to be able to kind of take a step out. And, you know, what other things in life are you uh, passionate about or what kind of excites you or, or brings up that curiosity and kind of follow it that way? Yeah. Cool. So what's coming up next for Career Foresight? So coming up next, I guess like the the big announcement or preview I would have is I'm I'm working on a book related to foresight. So that is coming up in a while, not really soon. Um, beginning of next year, early next year is when I hope to launch that. But that's kind of where I am wanting to invest a lot of my energy and um, I'm just really excited to work on that way because I, lo- I love writing and I like that it makes me be a little bit more reflective and conscious about how I'm communicating than podcasting. Sometimes I can just turn on the mic and just start talking. Mm. So um, I'm really excited to do that. And I think it will like benefit my practice and my clients a lot too, to be able to take that time just to invest. Great. And share, share a little about the word foresight and what that means to you and why you chose that as your business and your podcast name. Yeah. So foresight means provident care. That's one of the definitions. And I, and that basically means taking action now in order to create the future you want to see. So I love that so much. And as soon as I 
like foresight is a word that I, I don't think I used very much until it just kind of came to my mind when I was trying to think of a brand name a while ago and, and I researched it and I was like, that is exactly the word. Like I love that idea of like having a vision or having a dream or having a hope or, you know, whatever you, it is that you just want the future to be and then doing something about it and Mm -hmm. figuring out like, what do I need to do now to get me there? And I, that perspective just like gives me so much more of a sense of purpose when I'm doing like menial tasks all day. Right. Mm-hmm. Cause I'm like, I'm building something and the, the, what I want the future to be that can change and that can move around, but like at least having an idea and taking action towards it, I think is one of the most purposeful, one of the best ways that we can like find or feel purpose mm. in our life. Powerful message. So how can listeners uh, get in touch with you? So the, the best way on social media is to follow me or find me at Jennifer Spulma on Instagram. So J-E-N-N-I-F-E-R-S-P-O-E-L-M-A. It's kind of a hard last name to phonetically spell. Um, and online on my website, you can can go to careerforesight.co. And if you're interested in more podcasts, my podcast is Career Foresight. Great. And you've got a free training on your website available. Is that right? Yes, I do. So yes, the free training is the Confident Career Pivots Workshop that we were talking about earlier. Oh, great. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Jennifer. Thank you so much, Chrissy. This is so much fun. Thank you, Jennifer, for your insights and wisdom. Visit Jennifer at careerforesight.co. You can follow her on Instagram at J-E-N-N-I-F-E-R-S-P-O-E-L-M-A. And search for her podcast on your favorite player, Career Foresight. Thank you for listening to the Pure Creative Force podcast. If you're interested in hearing more episodes, be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast player, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, or iHeartRadio. You can also listen in and view the show notes at my website, www.kristimcnab.com forward slash podcasts. If you enjoy the high elevation heart-centered mantra tunes, please be sure to check out our featured artist, Osley. Find her on your favorite music platform. That's O-S-L-E-E. And you can follow her on Instagram at O-S-L-E-E underscore music.